Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. you to turn in your Bibles to Daniel chapter 4 verse 13 through 15. This is where Nebuchadnezzar had to dream about the tree, the great tree that grew up into heaven and how the fowls of the air had lodged in it and how it was fruit to feed everybody and shade for the animals. He called for all his magicians and all his soothsayers and all those folks, Sister Summer, none of them could reveal. The man of God said, if you'll just give me an hour. I'll come back. Amen. Brother Jerry, I wish mine would come open that quick. Amen. Amen. I've had some that the Lord felt the Lord spoke to me that ain't come even close. Amen. But he's still God. Amen. Amen. Daniel chapter 4, verse 13 through 15, and it reads like this. I saw in the visions of my head upon my bed, and behold, a watcher and a holy one came down from heaven, he cried aloud and said, Thus hew down the tree and cut it off his branches, shake off his leaves and scatter his fruit. Let the beasts get away from under it and the fowls from his branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump of his roots in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass, in the tender grass of the field, and let it be wet with dew of heaven, and let his portion be with the beasts in the grass of the earth. And the church said, nevertheless, nevertheless, leave the stump. For a few moments tonight, I'd like to talk to you about leave the stump. If you would, join me in prayer. Precious Jesus. Jesus' name, we said amen. amen. You can be seated. Amen. So for a few moments, I just want to talk to you about leave the stump. Amen. Before I get too far in, Sister Mary was told me a while ago that her and Brother Leonard tomorrow will be married 60 years. Church, say amen. amen. See, Sister Sharon, there is hope. Amen. Amen. If, Sister, if the Lord would tarry Brother Jerry and she makes it with Wayne Williams to 60, she'll deserve any crown that she may get when she gets to heaven. Amen. I heard a preacher say the other day, he said, I know what, he said, for better or for worse. He said, I know I got the better and I know she's got the worst. Amen. So I would tell you that, that in Sharon's case, since I've started up on her, I might as well go ahead and run with it. Um, I don't know how many folks mow in our house. I know Brother Junior, I think, mows the churchyard and does an excellent job. And you know when you mow out here where there's nothing in the way, Brother Kevin, you can just throttle up and just go. So Susan, you know, you don't, 
But there's something about a tree or a plant. Mama had some plants at the house when I was a young boy. And I figured out if I mowed over them, I wouldn't have to mow around them. Amen. My mama didn't care. But anyway, there is so frustrating, this Donna, to try to have to mow around things. And um, so anyway, this Sharon is a great mower. Sister Jen, let me get that out first. She does a great job of mowing. And um, so we went Saturday, and we had to mow a little parcel of property. And I told her, I told her at the house, I said, now when we get there, we got to pick some sand spurs. Because if you don't warn her, what she wants you to do is drop the gate. I think she's kin to Richard Petty. She's wide throttle. Boom. Now she don't take time, Brother Mike, to get out and pick up limbs. She don't get up time to pick up trash. She don't, if it's in her way and you don't get it, Sister Joyce, it gets part of the grass. It just blows everywhere. Amen. So anyway, after she picked up, uh, uh, sand spurs for two hours. She wasn't quite as motivated to, to run over everything. But my point is, Brother Brian, that when there's stumps in the way, you've got to take time out to mow around those stumps. Amen? And unless those, those roots in that system gets cut off, that stump will sprout again. So tonight, for just a few minutes, I want to tell you, spiritually speaking, I'm glad that God left the, spunk, the stump for the ever in my life. Because he told Nebuchadnezzar in a dream. Well, let me just read this first. This is just such a, his testimony. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel 4 through 5 says, Nebuchadnezzar the king unto all the people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the high God hath wrought toward me. How great are his signs, how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion is from generation to generation. He said, I, and this might be, I've been here before. He said, I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in my house and flourishing in my palace. But something changed. Has everything just been going really good for you, Brother Toby, and things just changed? So he had this dream, and the Lord was warning him. And this is what, they, the, and God is so gracious, and God is such a wonderful God that he just did not drop the hammer, Brother Chris, on Nebuchadnezzar. He gave him an opportunity. He sent a man of God by his house and said, King, this is what this is the interpretation of the dream. And he said in verse uh, 27, he said, Wherefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee and break off thy sins by righteousness and thy iniquities by showing mercy to the poor, if it be may be lengthened of thy tranquility. And this came upon the king Nebuchadnezzar. And it says, at the end of 12 months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. And the king spake and said, is this not great Babylon that I have built for the house of thy kingdom and by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? And the, while the words was yet in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O king Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken, the kingdom is parted from thee. And we all know the story how that, that for seven years he was out in the wilderness and out in nature and, and he ate straw like an ox and his, his, his fingernails grew out like bird claws and his hair grew out like feathers and he had no understanding, Sister Amanda, for seven years. Brother Jerry, I've been in places with God that I felt like God was nowhere around. And sometimes, sometimes God has to allow us to get to a place, but God being God, Sister Terry, he, she, he gave him a word. If he had just heeded to the word, 
How many times I wonder in my life has God spoke a word into my soul and into my spirit that I've just walked right on through? How many times that God has spoke to me and said, Wayne, take a left right here, and I just had my mind made up. Have you ever had your mind made up that you was going somewhere and it didn't matter what, you just went there? I've run by places that I was supposed to turn because my mind was on getting to that certain spot. I had to turn around and go back. Nebuchadnezzar said, I'm just not going to listen to what the Lord said, but God be a merciful. He said, Angel, you can cut down the tree, but he said, leave the stump. I'm so thankful that, that when I was a young boy and, and, and was serving God and, and I got taken out in the world, that God didn't say, just take up the stump. I wonder how many times the accuser of the brethren stood before God and said, that Wayne Williams won't never come back. Won't you let me take my track hoe in there and just get that stump up? Why don't you let me get that thing out of the way? Because he'll never amount to nothing. But God said, no, no, no. Just leave the stump. Because he knew that in October the 3rd of 2018 that I'd be here in Hatchbin Apostolic Church breaking the word of God. You know, I was thinking today or the other day when, when I was coming over here as a young boy, I never thought for one minute Brother Hal, that I'd be up here tonight holding a microphone speaking to you great men and women of God. But God knew back then when my stump, huh? He already knew, Sister Smith. I'm thankful that he didn't let the devil reach in him. Because we all know, because Job, because he told God, uh, Satan told God, he said, I can't get to Job unless you drop the hedge. But he said, he said, he stepped out there and he said, is this not great Babylon that I have built? But 34 and 35, he said, at the end of the days, I could imagine, Brother Everett, if I spent seven years out in the wild, when I come back to my mind, I probably have a little better attitude. Me and Sharon might make it to 60 years. Amen? <laughs> I just hope that ain't the way God's going to get me and her to 60 years. But anyway, but I'm just saying I'd have a better attitude. Nebuchadnezzar, this is what he said. He said, at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes unto heaven. My understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High. And I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. This was the same man that stepped out and said, Sister Jen, is this not? What's about me, myself, and I? It's, it's what I've done. I found myself, Sister Abby, in that, in that place in my own life. Is this not about me? And this is not about for me and my family. God at any time could have just dug up the stump because, because I never, Sister Joyce, never really, and I've told you all this before, but, and I'm ashamed to admit it, but never thought about serving God. Never had an inclination that I was going to come back one day, Brother Donnie. But I'm so humbled that God shook my stump and said, just shook it and said, look here. There's potential and there's roots going to get to some water here and we're going to get to that in just a minute. And once that root starts getting some water, you start seeing some life in that stump. And it starts growing. But sometimes God's got to put us in a place to where we're like Nebuchadnezzar and we say, all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing and he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? So for just a few minutes, I want to talk to you about two gentlemen. Now, spiritually speaking, that their tree was cut down. 
but their stump remained. We all know about Peter, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, but I just want to read you a couple of scriptures in Zechariah 13 and 6, and it says, And one shall say unto him, What are these wounds in thy hands? And then he shall answer, and Those are those which I was wounded in the house of my friends. Psalms 55 and 12 through 14 said, David was speaking, he said, For if it was an enemy that reproached me, then I could have borne it. Neither was it he that hated me, that he did magnify himself against me. Then I would have hid myself from him. But it was thou, a man of my, my equal, my guide, my acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked unto the house of God in company. I thought about how many of us. Brother Allen has, has faced that same thing. I remember one time we'd helped a couple and we'd, we gave them a little piece of property and, and down the road they decided they was going to move. And I said, look, you just, you know, we'll just, you can give it back to us. And the guy said, well, I, you can buy it back from us. How about that? The Holy Ghost didn't move me, but my flesh woke up. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brother Justin. But <laughs> I'd like to tell you I was all spiritual about that and felt real good about it and just said, bless him, Jesus, and kept on walking. But I didn't. Sometimes just because you shout with people and you run with people and you jump with people, people hug your neck. What he's saying is, is he's saying, you know, we're talking about sometimes. He said it was a man of my equal, my guide, and my acquaintance. He said we took sweet counsel together and walked in to the house of God in a company, Brother Jerry. Now, if he was going to get poked in the eye, you wouldn't think it would be from a brother and a sister in the church. So Susan, I wouldn't have ever thought that that man would have told me. I come home and told honey. I sound like uh, Mel Tillis. I was stuttering so bad. Because I just couldn't wrap my mind around that, Sister Donna. Why somebody would do that? If, if we're going to worship and look, if there's anybody you ought to love and ought to go the extra mile for, it ought to be your brother and your sister. If you could ever suffer the wrong, Brother Danny, for anybody, it ought to be a man or woman of God. So so anyway, I said that, and we'll get back to this in just a minute, But because we know that Peter was really, besides John, was really his right hand. Now, this was a man that, that wasn't at the bottom of the picking barrel. He was at the top of the top. When, when something that really happened with Jesus, he was amongst that thing, Sister Joan. It wasn't like he was a newbie or anything. He, the Lord told him, he said in Luke 22, 31, 34, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But God being God, sister man, he said, but I've prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And, and he didn't leave it at that. Being God, he just didn't leave it there, sister Terry. And he said, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, and I don't think Peter was being, brother how I don't believe he was being boastful about this. I don't think he was bragging. I think he really meant this in the depths of his heart. He said, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. And he said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. But I don't believe for one minute that Peter was being boastful and he was bragging. Because can I, can I tell you, Sister Lana, I've made promises to God. And I had all intentions, Brother Kevin, or fulfilling that promise that I made to God, Brother Junior. Paul wrote, I think it's a couple times in his epistle, he said, Satan has hindered me. Satan has hindered us. It's hard to believe, for Toby, I can wrap my mind around how Satan can hinder the work and the movement of God, but he can. 
Sister Summer, have you ever been in service and your mind be somewhere else and everybody else be just jumping and juking and having a good time? The Spirit of God be You wonder how that can be? But Brother Bobby, Satan just moves into our mind and just tries to hinder that part of the service. By the time God's got a word to drop in your spirit, he'll bring a thought into your mind like, man, did I unplug that dryer? Man, I got to stock shelves tomorrow. I got to tune up tomorrow. And you think, where did that come from? I'm thankful for God leaving the stump. And he said, and, and, he, and Peter also, Matthew 16, 13, 19, said when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, said, he say, and whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say thou John the Baptist, some Elias, and others said Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? It was Simon Peter that jumped to the forefront. And he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I also... And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Hard to believe. Such cricket that this man of God could fail. Hard to believe, we're going to get to it here in just a minute, that when they come to get Jesus, the man of God just reached in his seth or whatever the sword was, and he went, whoosh, cut off a man's ear. Have you ever had just thoughts run through your mind? You thought, man, where did that come from? When that man told me, I'll just sell you that property, I had a thought run through my mind, and it wasn't, thank you, Jesus. But you wonder, Brother Donnie, where does that come from? And God could just take that dozer, that earth mover, and just dig up that stump. But he didn't do that to Peter. In 13, John 13, 5 through 9, he said, After they poured water into a basin, he began to wash the disciples' feet and wipe them with a towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, doest thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter said unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered, and once again, I don't think, Sister Joyce, that Peter was being boastful by no means. He said, he said, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him and said, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. And this is where Brother Wayne kicked in. He said, Simon Peter saith to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Just get me everywhere, amen? Because if I ain't going to be a part, if that's going to keep me and you from having a relationship, God, just whatever it takes. So my point to all this is that you don't have to be the lowest on the totem pole or the highest on the totem pole. God loves us. God wants us to be successful, Brother Tom. Here's Peter, he had the keys. Here's Peter that had Jesus wash his feet. I thought about how that he took G Peter, James, and John to the garden. We all know the story. He told them, he said, the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He come back to them, Brother Ryan, and they was asleep. He said, could you not just Watch with me. Could you not just pray with me? Could you not just be with me for an hour? 
He went away and he came back. There was a sleep again. He went away and he come back. There was a sleep again. And Jesus said, take your rest. I wonder how many times that God's told me to get up. I will tell you some, some months ago that I just couldn't sleep. And I said, I might as well just get up. And before I knew it, a few hours had passed. But I had to just get out of the house and get out walking, sister, someone just praying. And I'm thankful I could so easily just roll over and went right back to sleep. But God knows what we need, Sister Susan. Just like with Peter. He, you know, Peter, he said, couldn't you just, you're the number two guy. Couldn't you just prayed with me? Couldn't you just been there? This flesh is a powerful thing. That's why you got to keep it. That's why Paul said he died daily to the flesh. And, and Mark 14, 37 said, he cometh and findeth them sleeping. And saying unto him, Peter, sleepest thou? Because not watch on one hour. We all know that Peter cursed and denied him three times before the cock crew. That's what Jesus told him. But in Luke 22, 60 through 62, this is where I want to talk to you a few minutes about the stump. And Peter said, man, he, he come to him and he said, I know you. And he said, man, I, I, I know not what thou sayest. And the Bible said immediately while he yet spake, the cock crew. And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. And the Bible said that Peter remembered the word of the Lord. How he said unto him before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me three times. And the Bible said that Peter went out and wept bitterly. For just a few moments, Brother Rayleigh, he, Peter could have fell apart right there. One man that betrayed Jesus, we all know, was Judas. The Bible said that he went out and hung himself, Brother Mike. The Bible said that Peter went out and wept bitterly. The Bible said in Psalms 51, 16 through 17, For thy desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thy delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, and a broken and contrite heart. O God, thou, o God, thou wilt not despise. Thought about how Brokenhearted Peter must have been, Brother Jerry. How that when God needed him, he needed him in the garden to strengthen him and to help him. Peter just slept on. The man that had the keys to the kingdom and Jesus washed his feet. When Jesus needed him, he just slept on. If there was ever a time, Brother Everett, for God to say, just go ahead and dig up the stump, that was a time. That would have been a good time. You know, all the angels couldn't argue with that because, God, you know when you needed him, he just wasn't there. How many times it would be so easy to dig in your pockets and throw stones at people and not forgive people and not help people when they need help because you've been done wrong yourself. That was a good time for Peter to just cash in his chips and say, I'm just going to go back out in the world. If you read over there, I forget what book in the gospel it's in. Peter told his disciples, he said, look, I go fishing. The other said, I'm going with you. I'm confident if you or me backslide, we won't go out of here by ourselves. Whether it's a family member, whether it's a friend, whether it's a co-worker, whether it's a church member that you're with, somebody's watching our life. Thought about, you know, I, I remember a time that 
my dad was on life support, and I don't remember what it was a part, but we were sitting out in the hallway, and people would come by, and they would go in there to see my dad. And, but everybody come out would always kind of say, everything's going to be all right, everything's going to be all right, everything's going to be all right. I'm one of those kind of people when that stuff starts closing in on me, Brother Chris, I just need to find a place away from everything else that's going on, Brother Jack. I just needed to make connection with God. Brother Huggins always said that the only thing that moves God is faith. I thought about how that I just needed to step away because, Sister Mary, sometimes you just got to be between you and God. Daddy being in the hospital might have been more for me than it was for him to get me closer to God thought about how that it didn't matter how close Peter had seen all these miracles, water turned to wine, the blind, the lame, Lazarus being raised. I'm sure all of us, if I passed around the microphone tonight, Sister Carolyn, could tell about people sitting beside us that saw the same miracles that you've seen and ain't serving God no more. So I often think about how that God's a great God. And this just proves my point. In Mark 16, 5 through 7, he said, Entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting, talking about Mary and Mary Magdalene, sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were affrighted. And he saith unto them, Be not affrighted. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But it just didn't stop there. I'm so thankful, Sister Dawn, it just didn't stop right there. Verse 7 said, but go your way. Tell his disciples. He never had to put that in there. He never had to put that little, let me see, that's one, two, five-letter word. He never had to pick that out and put Peter's name right there. Sister Sherry loves us so much. I wonder how many times he's, he said, go tell old Wayne. Wayne, it'll be okay. I appreciate serving a God that loves me. I'm so thankful that he went away to prepare a place. The Bible said there's a place reserved for me. Church, I want to tell you that's one reservation I want to make sure I make, Sister Jane. I don't want to miss that reservation. I want to make that reservation. Think about how that Peter, Peter said, man, I don't even know this guy. Y'all got me confused. The man that cut off his ears, he said, no, no, that's you. One of them women said, no, no, your, your speech betray you. <laughs> Can I, I'm just going to meddle just a little bit here, Sister Kristen, just a little bit. You can't go back into the world because, see, your speech is going to betray you. Because, see, they're going to say, well, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. You, I, I've come. Y'all had that, that y'all had that singing thing up here, or that hee haw thing. I remember y'all up there. I remember that. But that's okay, cause see, brother, well, our speech is supposed to betray us. It ought to betray us. They ought to know that we ain't part of. We might be in the world, but we're not of the world. So that's why God said, "Leave the stump." So it might be that we might be like Peter. And we might be real successful, have a good resume built up. There might be a come a time that God said, "You just cut down that old tree." Let's. Might be might get you one of them job opportunities. God said, Don't don't you dig up that stump. You leave that stump right there. Peter, 
You just fall apart if you want to. But I'm going to send you some help. I'm going to send somebody by to wrap their arm around you and encourage you. Say, Brother Jerry, you make this thing now. I've been in places in my life, my walk with God. The first time we left Mount Zion, and I was having a pity party one day at work. It was just me and the Lord talking. I said, Lord, nobody loves us. Nobody's called to check on us. And somebody ought to call us. My God, we've been there 20 years. Surprised the church is even gone without us being there. I mean, my goodness. I'm just, I drifted right then. I'm sorry. But anyway, I'm just telling y'all gospel. I don't ever turn my phone on except from the time I leave the house to go to work. When I get to work, I turn my phone off. When at at um, lunchtime, I turn it on to help me wake up when it's time to finish my nap. And then... <laughs> But anyway, and then when I go to the bank at 3.30, I turn my phone on then too, Brother Chris. This lady called on the phone and left me a voicemail. I even forget who the lady was. She said, and I was, oh, I know who it was. I do too. And it was a lady I wouldn't have never thought would have ever called. But then she said, look, just call, check on you and Sister Sharon, see how y'all do it. I thought, my God, God, you're a good God. I'm wallowing around in my self-pity, wondering what, you know, poor Wayne, sniffle, snuffle, snot running everywhere. It might not have been. I went in the bank, had to do a deposit for the work, come back, my phone beeped again. Somebody else would call and say, hey, Brother Wayne, just call and check on you and Sister Sharon. We love y'all. We miss y'all. If we can help you, just give us a shout. I said, good God, man, that's a good God. Felt a little bit better. Got home, do what I do best, love and kiss on them dogs. If Never mind. And so I was out there with them, and Sharon come out there with the phone and said, hey, somebody wants to talk to you. I said, man, I don't want to talk to nobody. You know, I'm just having one of those little self-pity party days. Just don't really want to talk to nobody. There was a next-door neighbor that I wouldn't have never thought cared one iota about Wayne Williams and Sharon Williams, and he was as lost as a blind dog, and he said, Hey, man, everything okay with you? I heard y'all was moving to Gainesville and blah, blah, blah. I said, no, man, we're staying here. He said, and I understand y'all had some trouble out there and all that kind of stuff. My point is this. Such Christian God didn't know me that. Those people at that church didn't know me that. They didn't make me mad and tell me and sharing to pack our bags and leave. Not one time. Just Donna, they never did that. But God is such a great God, such a good God. He said, oh, Wayne, boy, down there, tree's been cut down, but the old stump's still there. It's still there. I'm going to send him a little bit of encouraging, like he told them, the angels told Mary and Mary Magdalene, said, you go back and tell the disciples, Sister Smith, but make sure you tell old Peter. Because he's the old devil to push you, church. And he'll tell you nobody loves you. And if you don't come to church, won't nobody miss you. But it was a God thing. This thing happened within a two or three hour space of time that God had these people give me a call. I was reading Job the other day, and this I just know it was God. I've read this, I don't know how many times, but Job 14, 7 through 9, this says, For there is hope of a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that the tender branches thereof will not cease. Though the root thereof wax old in the earth, and the stalk thereof die in the ground. Verse 9 said, Yet through the scent, church says, the scent of water, 
it will bring bud. My God. And bring forth boughs, boughs like a plant. And that boughs means to be the shoots of a... Thought about how Jesus in John 4, 13 and 14 told a woman at the well, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whomsoever drinketh this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. The water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. I knew when we left Mount Zion that evening that we weren't going back. Brother Toby also knew that I needed to find a place to worship God. Because I knew that Wayne and Sharon wouldn't last very long out there. See, I'm not one of those kind of people that do well. Watch, I've watched a lot, of, we've, and I'm not throwing no stones, so don't take it this way. We turned off our cable and um, been watching a lot of YouTube preaching, and I've heard some really great. I'm a big Brother Michael Williams fan. I, I just, he's a Williams, but anyway. Um, um, I just I almost got out of that one, didn't I? But I have all those great words, Brother Brian, all that great message has never made me want to stand on my feet and raise my hands and say thank you, Jesus, and praise the Lord. But when I come into a house like this, when we walked into Gainesville at the Pentecostals that day, see, what I felt was that sin of water. This old stump was dry, Brother Everett. But when they was in there worshiping, praising God, Sister Jane, I, I said, this is what I need. See, some people can stay home and watch DVDs and CDs and get a little, I, I ain't one of them peoples. I need you folks. Y'all might not need this little bald-headed fella, but I really need y'all. Because, see, I get excited when y'all get excited. Because there ain't nothing to me no better than to see somebody get blessed to God. There was a man in the Bible in the book of Acts. I'm sorry, I can't call what chapter it is. But he seen the Holy Ghost fall, and he went to the man of God, and he said, man, I want to buy me some of that. I want some of that right there. The man of God said, your money perishing, your heart's in a gall of bitterness. You can't buy this. This ain't on sale at Walmart. You can't get this. You can't go on Amazon and get this. You can't go to the flea market and get this. See, that sin of that water and that stump of mine, I said, oh, God, this is what I need. People said, Wayne, that's a long ways to drive. It ain't a long ways to drive if your soul's desperate. It ain't a long ways to go if your soul's dry. It ain't a long ways to go if you're trying to make heaven your home. I want to be like Jesus told that woman at the well. I want that water that I'll, I'll never thirst again, brother. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get thirsty in my natural bone. I understand that, Sister Gracie. But he's talking to my soul. This outward man may perish, but this soul's going to live on somewhere. It's going back to the dust. That's going back. You can do whatever you want with it, but it's the worm's going to eat that thing. That sin of that water. Have you, have you ever just been somewhere and you just smelt God? Just felt the presence of God and it just... I appreciate that so much. I don't know about y'all. Mary, you never had just a stump and it was real dry, but... Man, when, when, you, when you notice a stump and his root starts getting close to some water, you start seeing some action. You start seeing some sprouting. You start seeing some new growth, and it ain't long. That thing starts growing. It don't take it long. In closing, I want to talk to you about a very, very familiar gentleman called the prodigal son. 
And we all know the story, so I won't stay there very long, but it said, And the younger then said unto his father, Father, give me the portion of the goods that faileth, falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into the far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. Just want to stop for just a moment. I never read there where daddy begged him to stay. Just on a daddy never said, son, this is going to be bad for you. I don't know about y'all. Have you ever let anything go that you thought this ain't going to be good? And there's something about people when they get their mind made up by the time, they just going to do it. And sometimes you just got to back up and just let it fall. But I will tell you this, that's easier said than done. We had a friend of ours that that used to say tough love is the way to go, but it was his turn to play tough love. He didn't. He wasn't so good on that. So he said, Tony, it's easy to give advice until you slip your feet in them moccasins and walk a little while. But I've always found that strange. Brother Rayleigh, that man didn't try to talk him out of it. And y'all may disagree with me here, Brother Chris, and that's okay, but if you got a made-up mind that you want to leave, God will just let you walk out. I really wish God would have hit me with some lightning when I was younger and made me stay right there in that church. God don't play that kind of thing. God's a just God, and God's a great God, and a good God. The prodigal son said, I want whatever's coming to me. I want it now. I thought about where Job... Chapter 1, verse 4 through 5, and he said, And his sons went and feasted in their houses, and, and every one his day and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sacrificed them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts, Thus did Job continually. Verse 18 of the same chapter 1 says, While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. Behold, there come a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they are dead, and I only am escaped alone to thee. You never read about Sister Mary where it's a, when they come to him and told him all your flock, all your animals are gone. That didn't really grab Job like it grabbed him when he said your sons and daughters. That house has collapsed and they're dead. Verse 20 says, Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now this is just Wayne Williams speaking in Job 33 and 25. But I believe this is, Job was talking about his kids here. He said, for the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me, and that which I was afraid of has come unto me. I don't know how many people here has got children. A, a, a good friend of ours come to us one day, come to me. and said, Brother Wayne, he said, my wife's leaving me. They was in church. My heart just broke for him, Brother Mike. So, buddy, I don't know what to tell you except we're going to pray for you. And at that time, that don't sound very powerful, but it is powerful. 
I said, man, I said, but this is what I want to tell you. I said, Sharon and I have been married a long time, Sister Summer, but we're not immune from that. We're not immune from that, Brother Jerry. We're not immune from our children calling us and saying, Mom and Dad, we've been serving God for a long time, but we want to do something a little different now. Job said everything was okay. I could handle losing my sheep and my oxen and my goats and my chickens, and that's just stuff. See, Brother Justin, but when your family, they come and said, your kids are all gone now, Joe. I guess he just feel his heart breaking. He said, the very thing that I feared. Because church, I will tell you this from the bottom of my heart. I don't believe in being selfish. But your salvation, you better be selfish about your salvation. Because see, Sharon can't take me and I can't take her. We can walk together, and I need her, and I pray she needs me. Job said, the very thing which I greatly feared has come upon me, and that which I was afraid is coming to me. The Bible said in Luke 15, 17 through 19, it said that when he came to himself, talking about the prodigal. I don't know how many people serve God from the mother's womb or people like me that's been in and out, Brother Jack. I'm thankful for that man that called me one day, and I could take you to Winn-Dixie and show you right where I picked up the phone, and that man said, hey, we start a church. Oh, God. I never thought about serving God when Sharon and I was dating and living in sin. Never crossed my mind. The man said, we start a church. God, me? You want me to be part of the church? See that old stunt, Brother Jerry, that spiritually was... That tree was gone. I, I was void. I don't know who was preaching, Brother Chris or Brother Everett was talking about that void. Just soon I know about that void. Because I had that void in my heart. I would tell you that God's not answered every one of my prayers, and I'm really thankful for that. I pray for some crazy things, church. <laughs> but I'm thankful that God answered that prayer, and he... He gave me that sin of that water. The Bible said, and when he came, I'm glad I came to myself. You know how hard that is for a man, Solana, to come to himself and just go home. Suck it up. Let people laugh at you, Sister Patty. People that said, I knew you would never make it. Because the devil's telling you, you don't want to go home, boy. They're going to laugh at you. Your church don't want you. Your family don't want you. But I can tell you, Brother Brian, there was somebody that wanted him. Somebody wanted him because it said that Daddy was out there looking for him. I'm glad Daddy was out there looking for him. See, so he had a different attitude. When he left, he said, I want what's coming to me. Give me what I got. When it's time to go home, Sister Jane, he said, hey, I'll just be a servant. I don't even want to be a son no more. I want to just read this, and I'm through. I want to read Job one more time. For there is hope of a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that the tender branch thereof will not cease. Can I get you to stand? Though the root thereof wax old in the earth, and the stock thereof die in the ground. Yet through the sin of water, 
It will bud, Brother Everett. You get back where the water's flowing. If you have to fight, you have to scratch, you got to push, you got to pull whatever it takes, Brother Orlando, you get back to where the center of the water is. Church, I want to tell you, there's folks counting on me and you. I know about y'all, but I've got, Sister Gussie, I got some folks that are lost and undone. They need that sin of that water. I'm going to sing a song and just ask you if you would just close your eyes and lift our hands and let's just worship the Lord. Let's thank God that He left the stump. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806, or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.